This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. KYW Original Podcasts. Very lucky to talk to the Hall of Famer Ray Dininger on Eagles game day. Eagles-Giants tonight at the link, Thursday night football. Eagles 1-4-1, Giants 1-5. Ray, I I know uh, we've discussed many times before in previous games this year the concept of must win, and we've made jokes about whether it should be bold or italicized and so on and so forth. But when you look at this game, is this game a must win? How do you view it? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're really serious about thinking about winning the division and maybe going to the postseason, I think it kind of is. I think the Eagles' season um, will probably be defined by the next three games. You know, you've got the you've got the Giants tonight, then you've got Dallas, then a bye, then you got Giants again. So that's three straight games in the NFC East. And, look, we know there's not going to be a wild card that comes out of this division. We know that for sure. So if you want to go to the postseason, you're going to have to win the division. And uh, the only way to win the division for any of these teams is to beat the other teams in the division. So the Eagles have only played one game in division so far, and they lost that one to Washington, which, I mean, that was painful when it happened, but it becomes even more painful when you look back and you see just how bad that Washington team is. Uh, you lost that game, but you can't afford to lose any other one. So, yeah, the Eagles, if they if they really are serious about trying to salvage this season and go into the postseason for the uh, for the fourth year in a row, they absolutely have to win the game tonight. Some players are returning, and we'll get to them shortly, but one of them that's not returning tonight is Alshon Jeffrey, and he's going to miss, has not played this year, um, despite not being put on the PUP list before the season. Uh, what do you make of this situation? Um, it was a mistake on the part of the t- organization. Um uh, and they just mishandled that. Uh, they they were sort of gambling that Jeffrey would be available to them before this um, if they knew that he was going to be out this long, he was going to be this slow coming back. Then um, then you could have put him on that list and saved yourself a roster spot. But, you know, they've been carrying him on the roster all this time, and, you know, they could have used it for another player. And with the number of injuries they've had and the number of guys that have come and gone, you know that's uh, that one roster spot could have could have really helped, but uh, that was a misjudgment that they had. They they thought that he'd be available to them sooner than he was, but uh, <laughs> you know it's it's one of just many things that have gone awry in this Eagles season. 
Well, Lane Johnson is expected to return. There are reports that Matt Pryor is coming off of the COVID-19 list. I don't know. Doug kind of danced around those questions all week about how much Matt could do, considering that it's a short week and the lack of reps. So you might see Sua Opeta at one of the guard positions. Uh, Ray, the Eagles released Jamon Brown after his performance, his struggling performance against the Ravens last week. What was your reaction to that news yesterday? Struggling is kind. I mean, that was um, that was about as bad a performance as uh, as I can remember. Uh, and so, you know, I thought the only thing that might save him is the fact that they are just so short of manpower uh, that they, even though he was just terrible, and you probably didn't want to put him on the field again. We need we need bodies, so we'll just keep him around. But it got to the point where they just looked at it and they said, no, <laughs> no. If we if we can get Matt Pryor back, we really don't need Jamon Brown. So. Um, he has a very brief, uh, very brief, a very painful and uh, very unmemorable career as a Philadelphia Eagle. Just one game. See you. Goodbye. When, I, when we look at that matchup, that the, the Eagles offensive line against the Giants defensive line, um, how much, whether Lane's unlikely to be 100%, he's probably not going to be 100% all season, but how much is that going to help against this Giants defensive front? Well, it helps. It helps a lot. I mean, you're you're quite right. I mean, he's not coming back fully healthy, and he probably won't be healthy all year. He'll just have to play through this, and you just you just kind of hope that he can. I mean, he's he's going to go out and he's going to give it his best effort. We've seen him. We've seen that a couple times this year, where he started the game, tried, and then couldn't finish the game. Still a possibility, uh, but he's you know to just have him back on the field, even if he's not a hundred percent. I mean, he's so much better than any other option that you have that um, that it's going it's going to help. You know, and I think you're right about uh, you're probably likely to see a Peta play in this game. And you know, the Eagles are right now playing with guys that had you know, at the start of the year you never even thought were ever going to see the field. Now you're counting on them to be starters. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it works out. I mean, Herbig is a guy that you didn't think at the beginning of the season was going to have any kind of a role in this team, and he's now a starting guard. And you know what? They've actually found out that he can play. Uh, he's been he's been pretty good, better than I think anybody thought he was going to be. And I think before tonight's over, I don't know if a pet is going to start. Uh, if Breyer, if Pryor's healthy, he'll probably start because he's got a little experience. But, you know, we know the way this year has gone, that there's a likelihood that you're probably going to have to shuffle some people around at some point during the game. And, and Opet is liable to see some action, too. And, uh, you know, we we see what, uh, what has happened with uh, Carson Wentz so far this year. I mean, how much pressure he's been under and, and what a beating he's taken. I mean, 25 sacks, more than any other quarterback in the league. And, the last game against Baltimore was the toughest one yet. So trying to get those guys up front, trying to get some kind of protection up front to make it a little bit of an easier night's work for, for Carson Wentz. If you're the Eagles, winning starts there. I can't imagine him getting hit as much as he did this past week against the Ravens. Uh, Zach Ertz out tonight, so Richard Rodgers is going to be a tight end because Dallas Goddard's out as well. Uh, and no Miles Sanders. Uh, and Doug indicated this week that if Miles couldn't play, that he could go by a running back by committee situation. But I look at the games last year, Ray, and I know the Giants are, are have a pretty decent run defense this season so far. They've, that's been one of their few strengths. But I look at last season, and Boston Scott was exceptional against them last season. So are you surprised to hear Doug kind of suggest that he may go by a running back by committee when Boston Scott was so dynamic against them last season? I think it's just going to kind of be a play-it-by-year thing. Uh, uh, you're right. Scott played 
his, his best games have been the games against the Giants. He had not just one, but two of them last year that uh, that he played well. So that's, I mean, that's good. You got kind of got that going for you. I don't think they feel that Scott, at his size, uh, is a guy that can take you through an entire game. That uh, if, uh, they would like him to be one component of the backfield uh, and hopefully give you a, a little burst, a little speed, the opportunity to maybe hit the edge and make a big play. Uh, but if they get into situations where they're going to have to go to short yardage and run run between the tackles and they need a little power, then I think that's kind of when you're thinking about bringing in the bigger back, who would be Corey Clement. And um, I, I think that's kind of what they're looking at. I, you know, Scott is a smaller guy, and uh, I, I think they feel like he, even if he's playing well, even if he's even if he's getting yards and making some plays, I I, I think the feeling is you have to spot him and let him play in the situations where he has a chance to be the most productive. Uh, if you get in, inside the red zone and you're thinking about trying to pick up third and ones and things like that, that you need to go for a back with a little more size, and that would be Clement. But, you know, obviously neither of those guys are going to be Miles Sanders. The Eagles are really going to be missing him. But it's been a year of just patching things together and trying to get by, and tonight that's what you're facing in the backfield. The Giants are coming off of their first first victory. Uh, new head coach, Joe Judge. Uh, they have been without Saquon Barkley. They've been without Sterling Shepard. And they're coming in at 1-5. and five. Uh, What do you make of this New York Giants team? Well, they may get Sterling Shepard back, uh, mm-hmm. which which would help them. Because uh, their receiver core right now is is pretty thin. Um, offensively, they're... They're not very good, uh, and you just look at the you look at their yardage totals. You look at their point totals. It's not very good. When they when they lost Saquon Barkley, they they lost a big chunk of their offense. Their offense was really meant to work through him. That they were going to be a team that was going to run the ball and try and work the passing game off the run. And when they lost Barkley, they became a, a totally different team. And uh, they're just trying to, their best to get by right now. The offensive line is young and. Uh, uh, has not played very well. Uh, they're playing with a couple of young tackles, a couple of rookies, who have certainly had their ups and downs. And the quarterback, uh, you know, Danny Jones is—he's uh, in his second year, and they're really counting on him. I mean, they drafted him <clears throat> number six overall with the idea that he was going to be their franchise quarterback. I mean, they invested everything in him, much the same way the Eagles invested everything in Carson Wentz, in the belief that, you know, he was going to be the guy that's going to take over for Eli Manning and and hopefully play that position as long and as well as Eli Manning did. And he's in the early stages. It's a, it's the second, it's his second year, but you know, he's been very, very mistake prone. Um, I mean, last year he had some good games. He had a couple of really good games, uh, but uh, way too many turnovers. And that sort of continued this year that he has trouble protecting the football. He fumbles it too much and he makes some bad mistakes some bad decisions, throwing the ball. And, uh, they, they don't have very much explosion. They don't have very much in the way of big play players on offense. They they kind of have to work the ball down the field. They don't have much speed. They don't have guys that can uh, take the ball to 80 yards. They uh, they have to be methodical, and it's a bad combination when you've got a slow, methodical offense and a mistake-prone quarterback, and that's kind of the way you look at the Giants right now. They're a team that really struggles to score points. So they're struggling to the point where they are, um, considering that, that, that it doesn't seem like they have many strengths. What do you think the key matchups are? I think this is going to be um, a game of mistakes. I think this is going to be. A, I think when it's all said and done tonight, um, one team is going to lose the game more so than one team is going to win the game. 
Um, as I said, the Giants' offense right now doesn't have any really explosive component to it. They don't have home run hitters. They don't have big play players. They're not a team that's going to hit you with a 60 or 70 yard touchdown. Um, the only way they're going to score, and you've, this has been demonstrated now over the last four or five games with them, is that they'll take advantage of an opportunity. You're, they'll take advantage of a mistake, an interception, a fumble recovery, get a short field, and then turn that into points. They just really can't take the ball and drive at 80 yards. They just don't. They just don't have those kinds of players right now. And the play calling has been ultra conservative. Jason Garrett, the former head coach of the Cowboys, is the offensive coordinator and the play caller for this team. And uh, his play calling has been very, very conservative. It's been just it's just been dink and dunk and dink and dunk and really trying to protect the quarterback as best they can. But um, they're they're I, I think that they're a team that that's how that's the only way that they can they can score is if their defense forces you to make a mistake, you turn the ball over, you give them the ball at the twenty yard line, and they can cash it in. Uh, if the Eagles can just avoid mistakes, and here I am saying that about the Eagles, and they're a team that leads that they lead they're, they're second in the league in the most the giveaways. But if they can avoid that tonight, if they can just not make those kinds of mistakes, not turn the ball over, and make the Giants play the whole field, then I think the Eagles can win the game. You see, right, this should be a game where it's a it's an easy no doubt you pick the Eagles to win by seven, ten points. It should it should be a laugher, it should not be a um a stressful game, even though it's an NFC East matchup, which are usually very competitive. But because of what you mentioned, those mistakes, and the fact that they have not performed uh, well this year, they have not put complete games together this season, even in their victory out in Santa Clara, it is really hard to just downright pick them. But that being said, as you said, the Giants are not a good team. They're awful, and they're arguably worse than the Eagles, and they probably are worse than the Eagles. So given that this is an NFC East game, and given that it's, it's going to be mistake-prone, as you said, and given that the Eagles have not performed well, and they're still, they're still injured in certain areas, uh, I think it's going to be rather close. I don't think it's going to be pretty at all. I think that it, it will come down to who makes the, the, the least amount of mistakes, as you put it. But I do think that the Eagles are going to leave the game tonight with a win, but barely 24-23. What's your prediction and final score? Yeah, I, I'm kind of right there with you, Dave. Uh, uh, there's, it's, everything you said is true. Uh, it's not going to be a work of art. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be anybody's idea of a highlight film. These two teams aren't built that way right now. They don't have those kinds of players. Uh, this is a game where they're just going to kind of roll around in the mud and and, and and the ball's going to be on the ground, and it's going to be tip balls, and it's going to be that. And it's going to be whoever gets a little lucky and whoever gets the breaks uh, is the team that's going to win. And uh, I, I think it's even going to be lower scoring than that. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure either of these teams are capable of scoring 20 points right now. Uh, I'm going to say the Eagles 19-16 to 16 in that kind of a game. Eagles 19 to 16. That's the prediction Ray has. 19 to 16 is not a pretty looking score. Um, but <laughs> no, it's not going to. It's, it's certainly not going to be a pretty game. But one thing about the Eagles is that they 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 know how to beat the New York Giants. I mean, they beat them seven true. in a row. They've beaten them eleven out of twelve. The Giants haven't won a game here in Philadelphia since Tom Coughlin was coaching, and that's four coaches ago. Wow. So certain things hold true. I mean, the Eagles aren't the same team. They got a lot of new faces, but. I'm still banking on the fact that they know how to beat the New York Giants. So that, as much as anything, has me leaning towards the Eagles. 
Well, it's an NFC East game, or as some will put it, an NFC least game. And division games are always fun, even though this one probably will, will not be one that you want to uh, you know, show to a football clinic at some point in time. Uh, Ray, thank you for the time as always, and I look forward to breaking down the game with you bright and early tomorrow morning, both of us on short rest. Yep, I'll be here, David. Well, thanks, Ray. I appreciate it. Hall of Famer Ray Dittinger of 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.